0: The conscious contact, there's a prior, there's prior to conscious contact. The mental process produces a sense of self after the conscious contact, yeah? So consciousness, or this movement of mind, let's say, call it consciousness, is in contact. It can, it has the quality of being conscious of. So when it comes in contact with something, it can be conscious of it, Yeah? So there's the potential of consciousness at all times, and then there's the experience, and say you become conscious of, and that's what our life is, yeah? We become conscious of seeming things through hearing them, feeling them, tasting them, touching them, smelling them, yeah? And then thoughts. The thoughts tend to sort of give us another... Take on the hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting, touching. It becomes conceptualized. So now, instead of just the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, when the thought system gets going, it gives name and form to the scene. Yeah, to the, so it makes it the seer and the scene. So the scene is the form, and you are the seer, the name you take to be the subject, and now everything else is cast as an object. But what's forgotten is the seeing, which is the uh, is the uh, the activation, or the expression, or the experience of consciousness becoming conscious of, yeah? So there is an awareness that's conscious of that, or is aware of that. It's aware of the consciousness. It's aware of the activity of consciousness being conscious of, yeah? But it's you're not going to be conscious of that, because it is what's conscious, yeah? So con- you can't become conscious to what is conscious. So you're the aware, but you can be aware of conscious contact. You can see it going on, yeah? That's why Buddha, I think, I don't know why he said it, but it's a beautiful statement, as he said, uh, when you see, see, when you hear, hear, when you feel, feel, when you taste, taste, when you touch, touch. That's sort of like resting in the, in the awareness of the conscious contact so you're aware of seeing hearing feeling tasting touching and that becomes your starting point which isn't a point at all that's so beautiful yeah and so immediately if there's a rest there as a byproduct of that rest there's a relief from the subject object paradigm yeah of the seer seen the hearer heard the feeler felt yeah because most of the stories aren't really written they use the feeling to facilitate the story, but it's usually, the is f- the about what was felt or the feeler of it, yeah? <laughs> That's where all the pages of the stories are written about. It's about the seer and the seeing, not the seeing. But the seeing facilitates everything, but it's not acknowledged often, yeah? But what's really acknowledged is the story of the seer, seen, the hearer, the heard, the feeler, the felt, yeah? That's sort of when life... Shifts from happening to happening to you, yeah. and once it starts, once that heist has occurred, where that it's not you're not sensing it as happening anymore, you're really interpreting as happening to you. Yeah, then that just geometrically progresses. So you get a big story, historical story about you. Yeah, in the past and in the future. So, the thought system, which seems to be the navigational tool, most people aren't being driven by intuition much anymore. It's possible, but they're not usually being driven by their intuition. They're being driven by the navigation of the thought system. And the thought system has only two directions. It's past and future. It's not a very circular movement. It's either... (laughs) It's thinking about you in the past and thinking about you in the future <laughs> and doing it now, which is the only place where there's any consciousness and contact. <laughs> now all the past trips are unconscious. <laughs> That's why anything can happen there. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be based on seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It can be based on thought. So you go into a mental realm, and in that mental realm, if you're identified as a self, or you're cherishing that idea of being a special someone, this little action figure, you know, with all these great qualities and defects of character, but very unique and special. If there's a, if there's a love for that, what happens? That love for that take, is taken by the mental process and extended in time, and so it gets dispersed, all your interest, attention, and so you're in a sense you don't have. You do, but you're not accessing the interest and intention to really be alive this moment. You have a big story why you were alive and why you're going to be alive and what may happen and what did happen, but you're not really alive in a sense. There's not that feeling of vitalness yet for a lot of people. And of course, if there's that lack of vitalness, if we're not feeling the energy of life, we're going to probably substitute it with some other kind of energy, in the form of alcohol or drugs or shopping or sex or something else, yeah? We've got to attempt to sort of, the mind now wants to get back to to where it never left, in a way. But it believes it's left, and it's attempting to get a feeling of at least being alive, you know? Just like when people bungee cord or they do extreme sports, because they get a rush and they feel alive, yeah? But, uh, you know, if you have a bungee cord, how can you be a great bungee corder? You do it once or twice, you jump off a bridge with a thing, you, you know, it's over. You know what I mean? I don't want to keep bungee cording, <laughs> you know, to get that rush.
1: <laughs> I
0: would rather just feel that the, uh, that's, it doesn't need to be a rush when it's, when it's, uh, when it's in rest, you know. When it's in rest, it's not a rush, but it's definitely the same charged energy. But it's not like a spike, it's more like a constant hum, you know? So now, your mind sort of like chills out and starts resting quite a lot instead of being agitated. Because it's usually agitated by there and then, you know? Really not so much in the moment. I mean, how many, you know, basically some people would say maybe you had 13 appropriate events in your life where fear was really needed to be provoked, you know? like you got attacked by a dog or saw a shark in the water, then your body would ex- let all this adrenaline out and you'd be able to fight some water to take flight. You know, maybe 13 times, maybe 20, maybe 50, maybe 5 if you had a sheltered life, maybe 4. But most people are feeling a similar effect produced by mental anxiety. The body shooting out chemicals of fight or fight when there's no... F- Apparent threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're on like, you remember when we were in the Bush years in the government? They Every time they'd throw the red alert. You know, oh, there's a red alert for our terrorist thing. Usually when they were doing something they didn't want you to pay attention to. Oh, there's a, there's a suspected threat going to happen in Manhattan. Red alert, red alert. Forget everything else we're doing. Red alert. Yeah, this is sort of what it's like. And then nothing ever came to pass, yeah? Except what they wanted to get past yeah? <laughs> without us seeing it, seemingly, you know? But it's just, it's that old card. It plays so well, fear, yeah? Because you can provoke it with mental anxiety. You know what I mean? Usually, for, a, for, a, for courage to arise, it needs a courageous act or a situation. But for fear to arise in us, it doesn't, it needs mental anxiety. The mental anxiety kicks up the almost the physiological experience of fear a lot all day for a lot of people. So their wiring must be totally overloaded and fried, you know? You know what I mean? To be like shocked, like every five minutes, what's gonna happen? What's gonna, what's gonna happen? You know, I mean, really. You'd want to get some relief, wouldn't you? Whatever it, whatever it costs, hey, I want to feel a little better right now, and I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow for it. You know, that's what my drinking and using was like. It made sense to me. I couldn't couldn't bear the uncomfortability or agitation I was in like all the time, so I wanted to get high, even though I knew I was <laughs> going to get arrested probably. But I didn't care because the the imperative was to get relief now. Yeah. So if that's the imperative at some level to get relief now, that would be a huge form of slavery, yeah? You'd be apt to do almost anything. So this whole idea if is not to say, okay, this is what you are. You're the ultimate void extending itself called love. Yeah. We're not going that direction. Because I noticed when people would sit and hear that, they would hear it as Paul. <laughs> And that was Paul is the ultimate love and is the extension of love in the void. But Paul is, doesn't have that in his little lexicon. its little conditioning is I'm not that, yeah? So it's going to be a whole lot of freaking work for Paul to ever get close to the void and the extension of love all day. It's just, a, it's going to be a lot of work, yeah? Because I'm here, and that sort of sounds like it's not here where I am, yeah? But we're looking at Paul, yeah? Is this is this reference point a true reference point, or is it just made up all day, yeah. made, reinforced constantly, and then basically we get lazy and we just fall in the habit of taking ourselves to be this, yeah? 'Cause it makes it, it makes sort of sense. Everyone else has taken me to be it. I might as well take me to be it, yeah. So let's oh, let's go have coffee and talk about what's not happening for three hours. And I'll I'll will I'll placate your imaginary concerns and then you can placate my imaginary concerns. Yeah, well have a great day. Yeah. You know, and there's that drive to be part of the herd, and you may have to step out of the herd away, because people will be like sort of trawling for your attention not noticeably, but they want you to agree with their story and if you're not into agreeing with it they're probably not going to want to hang out with you long you know what I mean? because they're not getting anything from your well they're not getting any concern or, or like swapping stories why I'm going to be so fucked a week from now and stuff like that you're basically just holding the space of freedom from the bondage of self you know what I mean? You're not interested in any of that. <laughs> because you're totally interested in this. This is more than enough. I don't want I don't need to go in in a an imaginary field of the past to try to fucking kick some, you know, root of an old plant that I used to smoke or something. You know what I mean? It's it's not even there. Nor, hey geez, what the future is like a fucking Like a house of horrors in my own head. What could possibly happen? Let me see. (laughs) I could be destitute. And then you think, oh, destitution is what I'm afraid of. No, it isn't. You're afraid of the meaning that your mind gives to destitute. Yeah? All that we're reacting to isn't what it's saying. We're reacting to the meaning about what it's saying. Yeah? We're reacting to the meaning the mind's giving it. Destitution may be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. You have no idea, but you sure believe you do, yeah? You have a real idea, a lot of them, that's not going to be good. I'm not going to be looking too good if I'm destitute, you know what I mean? There's no way I'm going to meet any girls in a destitute alley, you know? So, you got to see that the mind is what's giving everything the meaning it has. There's no thing in the future called destitution right now in your life. It's not here. It's an idea, Yeah? That has to be given flavor and given the breath of life by our interest and attention through the puckering of the mental thoughts of cherishing the self. What would happen if you lost interest in that? And I found the best way to the way it worked for me. I lost interest in the self thing when I started entertaining. I may not be that. Yeah, that may not be about me. You know, all the talking of what that guy fucking was implying to me and what the, that that me, which is the center point of all the consternation, all the conflict, all the hopes and aspirations, I'm not if I'm not that, I'm gonna lose interest in it. You know? And that's how it's worked out. I've lost interest in it. And you don't lose interest, the interest just leaves that, let's say, dead horse or that that conceptual caucus you're picking at all day, and it now starts enlivening your life. It's now interested in attending to actually what's happening, brought to you by conscious contact. You're now engaged with that, and you are at the pulse of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. You're at that point, prior to the mental process starting to interpret it. That's the first thing you bow to. Then the story starts showing up, but you already pledged allegiance to the master in a way. You bowed to the awareness of that conscious contact. That's your original face. Let's say that becomes your starting point. And I found, and it's a very—you can't even see the difference because it seems one isn't located, but it seems to be here, and the other one seems to be located, but it ain't here. <laughs> We have it the opposite way. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I like this approach better than the other ones. It works better for me. Because if it's not about me, I do lose interest. I don't lose any interest, but the interest leaves that, and then it goes somewhere else. And then where it goes, I find out. By the interest. The interest tells me where it landed. And the, uh, and the attention tells me where it landed. And basically, how for me, it keeps going, coming back out of the imaginary fields, it usually lands in this moment, and it's attentive and interested in the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and the touching. Yeah? Now, that's a pretty good combination, because at least you could say that's happening. Yeah? This moment. So now, you're pretty much, I would say, at least in the vicinity of the first square of the game board, yeah? Maybe now, things will seem clearer to you without much thought or effort. Blue will be blue, and red will be red. You'll recognize things, you'll pick up people's energy, and if you have the ability to stand, stay clear, you stay clear of them. There's nothing, they don't have to be indicted or anything, you just feel it out, it's just not right for you at this moment, and on and on, and you now are much more... It's much more flexible. Yeah? You're not on this train of first year, second year, past future, fast future. You now actually can start, your wheel turns, <laughs> you go this way or that way. Things become inclusive, not so exclusive anymore. Now I can surf and work at the same day. Who would have thought? You know? All this starts to occur. And it just works better. And you become the demonstration of it working better called traveling lighter. And it's not you, but the experience here it becomes a lighter traveling experience. Yeah? And I find that's really benevolent and beneficial to the mind, because the mind isn't so agitated by the imaginary places of the past and the future. It can truly rest. When it rests, it has the ability to reflect. And what it really reflects clearly is the conscious contact. And now it sees that, oh, if I'm conscious or aware of the conscious contact, I would say that's as far as you can go. I don't think there's anything behind that, yeah? So instead of taking yourself to be the one who's seeing, which implies you're behind the camera, you see that this is facilitating seeing and this is in front of the camera. Or you could actually say, this is the camera box, yeah? This is the box for the camera, for conscious contact to have an experience here. But we're not the one who's seeing. This eye is in seeing. This ear is in hearing. It facilitates seeing and hearing. Yeah, consciousness is seeing and hearing. It needs, and it's used for it to see and hear something. It needs to be facilitated through this because this is a perceptual apparatus that makes things seem to appear outside. <laughs> things that can make noise, and they smell, and they have prickly feelings, and they they uh, you can see them. Yeah. Look at a bush. If you see it far away, you've seen it. Yeah. Then you walk closer to it. Then you can smell it. Sometimes has some flowers on it. Then you walk even closer to it. You touch it, and there's a thorn. Oh, you can feel it there, right? So now you smell it, taste it, heard it. No, you didn't hear it. Oh, now the wind blows through it, and then you hear it. Makes a different sound a shrub than a a redwood. Yeah. All this. This is the conscious contact of every day we were more in it it seems like when we were a kid we seemed to outgrown it and we got this, the daily staple of our life was like a, a going over or a reiteration or an interpretation of the events of the day instead of the feeling of being alive in the, the, the day yeah and I think it's a weird it's a it's not a very satisfying uh, sh- uh, deal you know you give away life and you get an interpretation of it. Maybe you can find some mental security in it. Maybe you can feel safe somehow in that, where you feel a little bit scared in the abstract or the unusual and the unknown. But I'll tell you, what you give up for that mental security is a whole, whole, whole lot. Yeah, a whole lot. It's like the mind, you know, when it shuts down, it just doesn't shut down the one particular window. All the windows go down. And then it's a bitch trying to get them back open. Yeah. So, this is what happened with me. I went to these talks. Not like this. There was more people there. Those ones were more popular. Yeah, they were nicer, loving gaze and all that. It's true. I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't feel anything. Well, whatever. I felt the space of it. I could. It could have been a mannequin in front. You know, it was just time to feel something, and then finally give it an authority that I was. I was. The mind wasn't willing to give to it before. So I heard it, and then, okay, read some books, not many, few, and I took a while to read those books because a lot of times when I'd read something it would stop my mind, yeah? And I enjoyed that stoppage, yeah? I thought that was the most important information was when my mind stopped, not when it was trying to procure understanding out of the book, but when the book stopped my mind, that was the real juice, that was the real. Understanding to get the unspoken understanding, silence. Yeah, so I'd be sitting there in a pause, and then my mind was just recalibrating, it had to, <laughs> it just did not make sense of this. So it was like, and you could hear it almost, it was like a great feeling. You'd be, and then you walk around like those dogs, you know, that are sort of, sort of like they can't figure something out, they do that. pen, you're like, What the fuck what is going on here? I mean, what's What's happening? <laughs> and and then, uh, then just kept letting it happen. Well, there's nothing you can do about it, basically. Yeah. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And then I just entertained it longer, went to places that I really wanted to see the people who spoke. I went to India, went to Ramana Maharshi's place where I lived, because I read his uh, these talks that were translated in one of his first books. He never. I think he wrote one book, maybe but a book of some of the talks and I really liked what he had to say so I decided I'd go to India and see where he lived and then uh, I went to see Ramesh Balsakar, this other guy because his concepts were very clear in the books I read and they stopped my mind quite a lot, you know, so I said I'm going to check him out before he passes away he's getting old, so I saw him for 13 days in a row, 16 days no, 12 and I came back for a few days so that was cool and I listened to that and I listened to some other people and then it was enough, you know it was all right, time to just really entertain it. Not like I wasn't entertaining, but I was entertaining it still in a sense of, of uh, me and them, you know? It had to just be me and I, and so that I could really see clearly I wasn't the me. I wasn't going to see clearly as, as long as I kept seeing the I in them, but not in me. I had to, yeah? I had to get to the point of it being in my own thing. And then, uh, lo and behold, I don't know what moves the rock. The imaginary rock, but something moved something, and I would say it's grace. I don't know why. And then the calibration shifted enough that it was a done deal. You know what I mean? Like fifty-one percent of the stock was taken over by the divine presence, and forty-nine percent was there were the now the minority shareholders, which was the, the yapping division, yapping, and the time division. Yes, and the way things are way more important than you imagine. This is a much more sort of slacker type, very, very relaxed condition. But now the fifty-one percent was there, so it was a done deal. And then it's all then since then it's just been about entertaining it, and you're already entertaining tons of things, yeah, all day. You never, you never thought it was any work, nor will you ever feel it was ever work entertaining anything. The mind's entertaining constantly, all day. It's entertaining this as being real. It's a lot of yeoman's work to keep this thing seeming like a continual, real, you know, one foot after the other experience. It really takes a lot of freaking work. It's interrupted every time you dream and you go into deep sleep. Get up and believe this again. But this is so, this is like, so you're never going to have to, oh, I've got to entertain the truth. No, you don't. All you have to do is to be introduced to what's not so, See what's not so, and that's the entertaining of what's so. The seeing of what's not so is the entertaining of what's so. Yeah. That's it. The seeing of it. So you start seeing that the thought system takes me as a body. You just see it. It's clear as day. If you watch the thoughts, as an assumption that you're this historical action figure, which has to be a body. So as, as the thought systems are going, they produce a sense and the sense of the they produce because it's not a natural sense is a sense of self yeah because the thought system believes the whole system and the language that is used in it yeah sees you as a subject you're the one who's doing things you're the one who's seeing things you're the one who's this and you're the one who's that and it's that that's one of its archetypical logics is that you're it <laughs> that's why it's called self-centeredness now it's insane to try to change the system of thought that's rooted in self-centeredness and try to get it out of being a self centered. Because whatever it comes in contact with, it will make it a sense a self centered uh, event. Yeah. That's why it says very clearly in, in recovery, self can't get out of self. Yeah. So a lot of people Don't, they're not enjoying their experience here. They feel like, yeah, I'm addicted to thoughts about what's not happening. I have no immunity to it. But, and they want relief, yeah. But they want relief from that, but as this, yeah. As the sense of self, from what's bothering the sense of self. Not seeing that the sense of self is producing what's bothering (laughs) you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the cause of the itch, and it's, (laughs) <laughs> and then it's wondering how can I live without scratching it? Yeah, it's very going to be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, so self is attempting to get out of self. So let's say in this uh, charged arena of non-duality, they presented an idea of non-self. You know, that there is no self, but. When that's heard by a thought system that's rooted in self-centeredness, it can't entertain that. The only way it can entertain that is, as I am, I'm going to try to become as I'm not. <laughs> but I want to be there as I am to experience I'm not. Yeah, That's the logic. And it's going to be difficult to break. Yeah, This is a much easier approach because it's no approach. We're just looking at Alright, what's the center of the system that seems to be failed? It's called self-centeredness. Alright, well let's look at the center because obviously the system is based on that. Everything is based on self for the failed system. Why, because, why does it fail? Because there is no self. That's why the system fails. It doesn't want to admit that, that little uh, hiccup yeah, because it threatens the whole system because the whole system is about self. Yeah, but there's this thing called The Body. It's so convincing. Of course it is. is. Why do you think? This, is, this ain't a cheap movie. This is a damn good movie. Mine's dreaming it. I mean, it has a high technolo- uh, technological quality and production. Of course. How would, how could, what's mine gonna chimp on it? Of course you have a feeling. You have a feeling it's you. That's being produced all day. You didn't have the same feeling when you were a baby. There was no feeling of you until a certain point of time. Yeah? Then the mental process develops sufficiently to convince us that we're the body. Yeah? And then from there, it's very easy to think about the body in the past. because you can picture it. It's very difficult to think about spirit in the past. How are you gonna how are you gonna tell which was your spirit? and which... oh <laughs> I think my spirit was having to yours no. Yours was very you know very low dim spirit. Mine was very bright. I remember 4 years ago you were bothering my spirit, and your spirit. You know you can't do it. But you can think about a body. Yeah. Especially a body who seems to be the actor of things. You know so what I did and doesn't do is a huge, huge, huge subject, you know? It produces all the possibility of guilt and shame and pride. You know, I did this or I didn't do that. I omitted I things I should have done, and I committed things I shouldn't have done. It's like endless, it's like an endless irrigation system to mental thoughts about that, about you, being the one who shouldn't have done something or the one who did something, yeah? So there's the thought system. It thinks about you as a body. That was a pretty bit, that's a very good bit of information. Yeah? If you're not a body, (laughs) it's really, really a very important bit so that there's a sense of, hey, I may not be that which I'm taking myself to be. Not saying I am or not. That would be like a certain affirmation that has no weight, you know, but a question. And I don't know. And you're into inquiring, you know? You're into, if a pause gets developed, you're into exploring it. Like when you, oh, I'm not a body. You, know, you mean I'm not the doer of my life? If I'm not the doer of my life, then whose life would it be anyway? Oh, that's a pretty interesting you know, question. Go there for a while. Whose life is it anyway? So basically, the only way I can claim my life is to be the doer of it. Yeah, so the doer is one of the biggest foundations of the story of self. That you're the doer of your actions. You're the seer of what's been seen. You're the hearer of what's been heard. If that plank isn't taken over, if that plank is securely in place, it's very difficult to get any relief from self. You only try to get relief from self as a self. Yeah. But if you start to, I'm not saying you're a doer or not, just open up the, it's like open up the windows and let your mind entertain other possibilities. Because what it entertains is going to find expression here through you into your this, what you call your life. And it'll either better your life, in some ways, I don't mean just success outwardly, it could be, or it will worsen it. And you can sort of tell the tree by its fruits, you know, like Jesus said. If a good tree is, can't bring forth bad fruit, then if you've got a lot of bad fruit in your life, you may be sitting under the wrong tree. <laughs> you may want to question the tree you're under. Yeah. Instead of wishing the fruit would change, the fruit is being blossomed by the tree. The tree is the producer, not the fruit. The fruit is just the expression. Yeah? So what has taken you over, seemingly? And if it isn't you, if it is a foreign installment, then what could possibly be available? Hey, I could be free from it. I could stop trying to be free as it, which I was attempting for years. It didn't work. You know? I swear to God. I was, trying, I was practicing some heavy shit sometimes. 14 hours in a jungle in Thailand for two weeks. Living on a, a, f- a fucking soup. You couldn't have any food after 10.30 in the morning. You could have a yogurt drink at 12. But you only had a soup in the morning. I lost like 20 pounds. I was so skinny to begin with. I mean, my, I was just 13 hours of, of spiritual experiences. <laughs> but nothing radically changed. <laughs> There was a very stubborn point of reference called Paul that wasn't being moved one iota by all the meditation. It was just going, meditator, 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 meditator. I'm one who had the spiritual experience. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I had that too. It was just claiming all these phenomena that were going on. It was just cramming it and claiming it, putting its brand name on it. Oh, and then it became, I'm a spiritual person. I can sit for 14, not 14, seven hours and seven hours walking, man. I'm fucking bright as hell. I'm fucking, you know, wow. The the leaf is talking to me with the dew things on it. Oh, everything is just reflecting my glory. It's just unbelievable. But radically nothing changed. As soon as I left the retreat... Maybe as you were driving back to the town, you'd start feeling the din of the place, the city, and your peace was disturbed. (laughs) You were irritable, restless, and discontent, and you had a lot of damn resentments about Thailand and Chiang Mai and the pollution and... Freaking, why can't they shut up next door? And Like this. Don't they know I'm meditating, that this is an important event for a human being to actually stop his little pleasurable desires and sit there? No, no one gave a shit what I was doing. So, you know, maybe a day or two. Maybe. So what happens? The head goes, well, just lengthen the retreats. Stay there for two months. Yeah? So you'll get more, but then maybe three days after you leave, he'll hit you. Then every, your whole little house of cards will collapse again because they're not rooted in a sound thing there is no self yeah? there's no long-lasting independent separate entity. it's an insane idea that's grabbed our interest and attention because it's presented as us yeah? and the us that we are I would say is such a many-splendored non-thing just totally outshines what we think we are yet our love and cherishing for that is unbelievably strong So the thought system all day yapping, 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 yapping. You know, she's like today. Let's say I was going to go surf at Ocean Beach, and so, and I knew it was really good. Looked at the webcams. My friend called me up, just come right down here. But I said I'm going to go to Cronkite. I don't want to drive over the bridge because where I live, because I don't want to hit traffic afterwards. Pretty good sober assessment of what was going on. My head would want to keep going on though. What did I miss at Soldier (laughs) Beach? Was it more wet than the ocean I'm in now? And I mean, I bet it was the best day of all days. But I've had many best days of all days. (laughs) So you see it trot its old story out based on this impossibility that you could be somewhere other than where you are. Yeah, and that's the place. That's where the abstinence occurs. Yeah. Then you can watch it. It's entertaining. But if it gets the first, fa- the first fallacy, the first uh, line of shit to be taken to be so, it can build like a Tower of Babel on it. You, you can be so displaced from where you are by where you think you should be. It's, it's unbelievable. But it's always based on an impossibility. Like, you could be somewhere other than where you are. Yeah. Now, if something came up and said, you know, I think I, I should go to Oshabee, and then you went there, hey, the thought system served you. It did its job. It pointed something out and he followed it. But, in most cases, that doesn't occur. There's no action. You still stay right in the bar stool, but you're talking about how it's going to be so great when I move to Hawaii. After I get off of general assistance or whatever. But you're not doing, you're sitting on the bar stool and nothing's happening. Yeah? That's insane. This is all about an incredible amount of common sense. You just are here because you can't be anywhere else. Yeah, Something happened. If something happened, it was supposed to happen. (laughs) If it didn't happen, it wasn't supposed to happen. End the story. Like in recovery we say, we don't shut the door on life of the past or regret it. That's how you do it. Hey, this is the law. Hey, so all the mental speculation gets snipped before it can even start. Because it has to start and you need to be in agreement with it when it starts for it to blossom into a giant jungle. Yeah? It has, to, you have to participate in it. If not, it has no energy in, its, in and of itself. It has to grab your interest and attention. That's what it does. When you become interested in the line of thought, it can, pick, it can paint a pretty damn big picture for you, which will disassociate yourself from the conscious contact of now, and you'll be in the mental realm where self reigns supreme. It's all about you in the past and the future. Or it's all about someone else in relation to you. You ever see those movies when someone's dying, when the star of the movies and the other co-star goes like this? The person's laying there. You can't do this to me. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm passing away now. You, you, we have that date tomorrow. This is the ins- this is the insanity of self-centeredness. I mean, the person is transitioning and you're no! Don't leave me! Give me a broken break. Let me go. No! Wait a little longer. Why? I have that date tomorrow. I want you to be there. No! <laughs> the this, the amount of self-centeredness is so extreme we don't even know it. We don't even know it, it become so commonplace. And all of that actively being up the ass of self is also a, an active way of forgetting what you are. Yeah. The only way you could forget, seemingly forget what you are as what you are, is by remembering something that you're not to be you. That's the only way it could happen. Yeah. You have to your mind has to remember something it's not to forget what it is. Yeah. It has to take on the qualities this demonstrates and call it my qualities so that it forgets the qualities of mind. Yeah. Now it gets a it gets a bastardized version of mind called a mental processes, which is a processing of mind moving through the brain. And I'm telling you, man. The mind, let's say, is all circular. These is all right angles, the conceptual realm. It's all this, therefore, that. Dot dot da, dot dot da, da, da. So it's a very insane logic. It leaves no room for magic. It looks at everything that actually works as paradoxical or mysterious because it doesn't have the ability to see... Well, it has the ability to see what works, but it realizes that's the biggest threat to the failed system is to see what works <laughs> because the failed system isn 't about working, it works incredibly to 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 hide or mask the failedness of it, yeah, in other words, you always listen to people if you meet them and they're having a hard day, and you say well what 's going on i say oh, i don 't feel so well, and then you start saying, well uh, but but they have hope, I will be okay they're never okay right now I will be okay, let me be un-okay right now, but I'm, I will be okay I will be better later yeah, you don't see that as insanity it's putting this moment off to it, thinking the other moment that's not happening is more important than this moment, it's more important that I'm okay later than it is now yeah <laughs> I don't care about now I will be okay why? Because I was okay once. What about now? No, I don't know what the fuck I feel. Oh, but I will feel better because I once did feel better. <laughs> really? People go home, I swear, people have called me. They go home, they've been at a job all day. They go home at 6 o'clock, their head tells them they had a bad day. It's like eight hours later, you know. They were in the day, which was bad. I would think they would recognize it was bad while it was batting, you know. Why is it that it happens, and then eight hours later, you know, central office drops down a commentary, your day was bad today. And I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, oh wise one, what should I have done? Well, you should have done this. I did, I know, you should have done this. And you shouldn't have, I did, I know, that's why you shouldn't have done it. Oh, okay, great wise one, will you please lend me that infinite wisdom of yours now? No, tomorrow. So I have a better tomorrow. Yeah? It's totally insane, if you see it. What we're putting up with for one second is totally insane. <laughs> it is. It's, we should put our fucking collective foot down and say, enough's enough. Like that movie Network when he yelled out, <laughs> I'm angry and I'm not going to take it anymore. You know? So that's what happened. I entertained the possibilities. I stopped and ent- you know going into the the, the uh, metaphysical aspects of the void and understanding what you can't understand and like that, that became dismissed and I started feeling like a living scripture, yeah? That life, what I was looking for is going to express itself through this event. And I'm going to find out what I'm like. I'm going to find out what I am by what's happening, yeah? I'll see it in others. I'll see it like the other day. I was in the water down at this beach here in the city. It's a very calm day, sunny with a lot of uh, wispy clouds, but you, with the the blue background was really evident. But tons of white, but in, you could see the dominant blue of the sky, yeah, which is all perceptual. It isn't blue, but you know that's how you see it. And so I was in the water, and it was pretty calm, and the waves weren't big. And there was this giant flock of seagulls that were leaving, that were moving from the south to the north. And I was in their direction, in their way. And they were flying really low to catch the currents on these little waves. So I would just be in my, I was on my little boogie board, and I had my head there. And I could see them coming, like about three feet off the, off the water. It was so beautiful. And then they'd, this way. And sometimes I thought I should put my board up, because one just made, just run ram into me. But they'd all kind of they'd, and you get a really picture of his. This incredible aerodynamic event, you know? Everything in that body works to present, to pr- produce this experience. They're just fucking flying with no effort in the whole thing. And there's like hundreds of them flying this way. This is what happens. You have the ability to, to uh, enjoy that because you're here. Yeah, You're able, you're available... To give your attention, you don't. There's no you giving it. Your attention and interest is made available to the present event. And that's what enriches your life. Now, um do I want to have like a, a camera thing and take the pictures? It may have been cool, but I don't feel like it, you know. I don't think I wanna need to capture it because it's just the it's it's the thousands of times things have happened that's left an impression in my life, yeah that's produced and provoked a lot of gratitude, a lot of honor and gratitude, where since I was young, I wanted to get out of here. I don't want to get out of here now because it's such a cool experience that's going on. You know, I was never particularly into this place, but I, you know, I'm totally okay with it now because there's so many... I don't know why. Things just changed. Yeah. You know? I would say that something showed up that seemed not to be around and that was what I am, what finally showed up. And it had. once it becomes apparent that it showed up, it's obviously that it was never gone. It was always been that way. We were just distracted. We were up at the ass of self. Our interest and attention had been co-opted or hijacked and now had been dispersed in time where we don't have enough to really be present to feel the, the alain vital, the livingness of this moment. Yeah? And of course, that's going to produce a deep dissatisfaction, which opens us up to this giant engine to seek constantly to get relief. From an apparent situation, that's actually not based on sowness, you know. It's a mental take that's producing this giant drive to get relief, you know, to fill up an imaginary hole, to sort of occupy that, that vacuous emptiness... So if you day, if you live the day today, let's say, and you weren't jipped at all, you were there every moment of the day, every damn moment. I tell you, there would be a sense of satisfaction that would linger in your travel. Yeah, you would actually have finally been here. Not I was and I will be, but I am. Yeah. Not I was. I will be, therefore, this mental I am, but I am, and I'm free from the was and will be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are part and parcel of the mental activity, but I don't have to be citizens of that. Yeah. yeah? So now, the I am is generating that presence of what? Of the awareness of conscious contact. It has a huge influence on you if you hear. It'll cause this experience to be lighter, whatever it may entail, you'll travel lighter through it. And what more do you want? So I found that's all I ever really wanted. I didn't know, I I listened to others to try to put names to it like awakening and or enlightenment. But all of them were really, they were too, they became like uh, frozen ice cubes, you know, like conceptual takes on things that uh, didn't produce any quenching of a thirst. They actually provoked more thirst, which I thought was really strange. Because their whole point is to, is to be the relief of all thirst, but the idea of enlightenment is producing a lot of thirst, and nothing to be quenched type thirst. you know, It's not leading anywhere. The mind has just claimed it and used it to agitate itself again, just like everything else. Yeah, That's what mind does. The self in claims. That's its movement. It's of agitation and it begets agitation. So when it when it claims the idea of peace, it will use that to agitate itself. Enlightenment agitates itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. Love agitates itself. Like someone gets a two hundred fifty thousand dollar inheritance. It agitates them. Why do my friends are going to think? I, I swear to God, I had a guy got two hundred fifty thousand dollar inheritance, came over my house, was bitching about it. You know, like oh. My friends, I can't tell my friends because they may think they may treat you different, yeah, maybe better than you would treat you. But he went on and on and I said, Bro, just kick down seventy thousand. I'll enjoy it right now. I mean if it's such a burden, give it to me. I'll f i will can enjoy it right this very second. You know what I mean? But if that's what happens, you see, it has a meaning. Oh, this would be such a nice thing to have. Yet when the possibility shows up, it's used to agitate you. Yeah? Everything. Relationship. Oh. People like, oh, I can't, I just, I just want a relationship so bad, so bad. I say, alright, mark the date. March 17th, you want a relationship. And they're, I'll never be in a relationship. It'll never happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the violence out. I've heard of this before. Let's mark the date. Next March 17th, they're in a relationship. And they're bitching about it. I can't wait to get out of this relationship. <laughs> but that's all you, no, no, I want to get out of it. <laughs> Agitation begets agitation Selfing is agitation It's a process It's not a restful entity in and of itself It's a mental production It's agitation and it stirs up agitation When your mind is agitated It can't reflect It can't see things clearly You're not getting the right information For what you're seeing The perceptions are off So you may see threats when there are no threats Yeah? You may see a lot of things that aren't actually happening. But when the mind gets restful and clear, it reflects, it sees things clearer. Yeah, you see blue is blue and red is red. There's not much confusion. With no thought or effort on your part. None. What's a bit? Thought or effort would be a form of agitation again. Yeah? You'd be doing like a Zen master said, you'd be trying to use activity to produce stillness. That would just be activity. Yeah? See, there is no getting out of the mind's conundrum. It's realizing you are never in the mind's conundrum. Yeah? The feeling of being a someone is being in the labyrinth of conditional mind. That someone's never going to... It's not. No matter how many ways it goes, it's always going to be looped back into the labyrinth. Every exit door leads to the labyrinth. Every entrance leads to the labyrinth. You never get out of what you're not in. You can't. All you're trying to get out of it is reinforcing the idea that you were in it. This is like prior to that. The best way to get out of something is realize you were never in it. Not the best way to get out of something is find a map and do everything they tell you to. Then you'll get out of what you're in. But the question, the inness, that's producing this drive to get out. Yeah. If you're not in it, why would you try to get out of it? That's the experience of being out of it. You feel like you're out of something because you have never been in it. (laughs) That's how it worked with me. That's how it came. That's how it makes sense now. That's why I share it that way. It makes total sense because it doesn't take any time to get out of an imaginary place. It doesn't take one second no. No thought or effort. You just realize it's not so. And maybe you can just start entertaining the possibility it may not be so. Yeah. Stop letting... It's like you ever have... When I do work, there's this stuff called a uh, quick fix or something. It's this powder. It's just a powder. You put some water in it and then it starts setting. And you got to use it really fast or it just gets real solid. Yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's making the self thing seem so real is your interest and attention is like the water putting into all that mental powder. Yeah? It is you, you start working it, oh yeah, I'm so special, I'm going to get all these great things, but then it starts hardening. And now you can't work with it anymore. Now it's fucking rigid. Now you got this big block in your in your uh, bucket. You got to dig it all out. It's hard as hell. It's heavy as hell. Yeah? That's what it's like. Your interest and attention is what's is, is the needed ingredient to harden that thing. The idea of self is just an idea. It finds flesh and blood through the body identification, and it gets a tactile sense of it by the mental remembering of it. That's sort of the attention and interest goes there. Now you've got this thing called you. It's solid, and that's your starting point. This is the given. And now this is going to try to know God, let's say. Because this isn't working out too well for this. So let's bring in God. You know I, mean? I heard God can do anything. Let's go. God, bring me some peace, will you? Well, Raman Maharshi, this great master, says, Hey, to know God is to be God. But not in the self thing. To know God is to be a knower of God. <laughs> That's a different experience. <laughs> you are safely entrenched in the idea of being a self as a knower of God. When you drop from knowing God to being God, you're not safely entrenched in the idea of self. You are now in the fucking abstract (laughs) of possibility. You're in the realm of I don't know, but I'm sure going to find out. (laughs) Yeah, so that's it for tonight, I guess. Thanksgiving. Let's give thanks, man. Give thanks for this possibility to entertain that we are truly what we've been looking for. Yeah. Entertain a simple statement, the gateless gate. Yeah. It's an old saying, the gateless gate. So obviously there's no entrance if there's a gateless gate, is there? And also no exit. Yeah. Or the open secret. How could it be a secret if it was open? Exactly. like the gateless gate, the open secret. It's like the seeker is the sword. What's looking is what you're looking for. Yes? It's in forgetting the self that you are restored, let's say. You know, why is it so important to forget the self? Because you're, the mind's busily remembering it. That's why it works. It's a perfect antidote. <laughs> I found how you're going to forget the self. If you try to forget the self as self, that's remembering the self in the act of trying to forget it. That's usually the dilemma. But if you lose interest in the self, you'll forget it. Yeah, It won't have its influence anymore. And you'll be many moments in the day you'll be in this forgetfulness of self. Maybe it'll start with the things when you're doing something you love. You'll be totally forgotten self when I'm in the water. Yeah, there's no fucking remembering of a self. It's when you leave the water and you go, Did anyone see me catch that wave? You know? and the self <laughs> tries to regurgitate it again. But it wasn't there at all, it never has been. So when that expands out of, because then you can get addicted to surfing, then that's a dilemma too. Now the surfing that was bringing you joy is agitating you because I didn't get the biggest wave and I, I did better. It's the same bullshit. But if you can just expand on the idea that's demonstrated in whatever you love, to see that, that could, it's not the thing that's being occurring, it's you, it's the mind. And the mind can expand that possibility of being in the forgetfulness of self, because it will lose interest in remembering it. It's pouring as hell, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so much nicer. It's so, I'm telling you, it's, it's exhausting,
0: really. I get this thing where I keep hearing, like in my mind, like yeah but, yeah but. Yeah, of course, but. that's like constantly trying to disprove everything. That's right. And that's then I get anxiety, like feel this anxiety because I'm like trying to figure out, like uh, it's like I'm tripping out a little bit. Good. I like you to trip out. <laughs> Let that thing get irritated. Yeah, and just trip and out and, and sit. Yeah, that no, I just trips out, and it's like exactly. Let it because it's finally. It can only it's like a whirling dervish only has about seven rotations. <laughs> just, and not, you know, the space that it's happening in will will override it. It's like a it's like a gunslinger that can never lose. Because everywhere is already there. You're going but well, everywhere's got to be. Yeah? So the selfing is finite. It's always gonna get exhausted, but what you are isn't, yeah. You can always wait it out if you don't act out and don't die, things will get really good. Most people act out, they act out like with alcohol and drugs, let's say or but they'll have the fear of death, but they're not going to die. yeah, and then something gets a large chunk of interest and attention that was wedded to that slavery gets gets it it melts and shows up right here, the only place it could actually facilitate something, yeah. So it may look like you're going through hell, but it's bringing a lot of heaven with it. You know, you just sort of, you just ask if you have to. You know, just say, "I'm a believer." Now, I don't believe in any any need for a dark night of the soul. But sometimes the ag- the source of agitation is going to get really agitated when it's threatened. It's not going to take it lightly. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> it's going to run out of its old themes you know, you will never be loved oh, you are a fraud you are bad. Yeah, oh. so bad go down bow down now in front of your God <laughs> you know Just, if you don't do anything stupid and don't die yeah. the interest and attention when it comes back to where it's always been it's what enriches your life the same thing that can be enslaving you by thinking always about, following all the thoughts about you in the past and future, so you can't even be where you are seemingly, because the thoughts aren't about here, they're about there and then. That same interest tension, relieved of that bondage, will be enriching your life. You'll see these beautiful vistas. You'll be, you'll sense the smell coming over, wafting over the water or something. You'll be engaged in the experience of conscious contact. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, well, we're gonna take off either. It's nice yeah, meeting really you, bro. I Yes, thanks. Thank you. Keep really listening. I sure will. Alright. Yeah. Good to meet you. See you guys. What's your name again? Chris. Chris. Alright, Chris. Yeah. See you. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about you when you leave. Yeah. No <laughs> I I way. <laughs> 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 it out. Take it easy, man. Yeah, you're well, you're in good I'll, hands, I'm I'll, telling you. I'll see you again. I appreciate it. Good, you. good. We're going to have seatbelts next time. Okay. Yeah, seatbelts. Yeah. Right. I'll be in first class, of course. <laughs> you'll be in economy there. Well, get that, I need a bigger curtain, iron curtain. You no know, more of those people bothering me up here. I want all my nuts warmed. <laughs> oh, I should have. Done. Maybe I should have recorded that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>